Imagine you go to like a comedy show. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> really like that one. Good Not stuff. Even, that's so sarcastic. That's oh, good stuff. <laughs> the pressure is building. <laughs> What are you, a rice cooker? Oh, God, I wish. Sophia, how are you today? What's you going know, on? I'm just kind of chilling. Um, been working. Chilling? Chilling. <clears throat> I've been working, been doing an, a remote internship, which has been an interesting time. I realized that the new bane of my existence is Zoom, um, mm-hmm. because that seems to be the only way that we can communicate in groups at all which is like important to my internship and let me tell you there I have some issues with group calls in general on this scale especially on like an academic side it's been a time in in what way all right I remember when we were talking a couple of weeks ago we were like yes zoom is great it connects people <laughs> and now that we're reaching possibly the end or nearing the end of quarantine there's a whole new light to this. So yes. what have been your experiences with that? Why, <sighs> this, why the change? So, yes, I, I do want to address that Zoom in general. Great. Connects people all over the place. It's connecting people from all over the country. One thing that my internship specifically uh, uses Zoom for is a lot of like group work and group projects um, or like peer guided learning, which can be great. And I think works really well in person. However, (laughs) over Zoom, I feel like it can be a little bit dicey. I've noticed a lot that people tend to talk over each other, try to kind of get in like that last word and really try to like make their presence known, especially since my internship is a little bit more of an academically driven Mm. uh, experience. So at first, I thought that some of the interruptions and stuff were by accident, and most of them are because, you know, Zoom, Zoom. it's kind of hard to tell exactly. Yeah. But um, I've definitely noticed that oh, some of them are not at all. And it's just, I've been trying to stay kind of mindful of it. Of Like, I know that this is definitely a weird setting. Everyone's kind of in a different place. Um, but I think, mm-hmm. I think there's always a time and place. Like there's definitely people that I work with that are experts in their field that I don't know anything about. And I obviously welcome them. It's definitely, as you said, over Zoom, how do you, how do you address that? How do you know if you're being too paranoid or if it's mm-hmm. actually something intentional? I'm not quite sure. Like, is this a microaggression or is this just micro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, did my Wi-Fi just glitch or is this like an actual <laughs> issue right now? <laughs> Like, either way, do I have to deal with this? I don't know, do you, have you, like, dealt with it before? Or is it just, like, I'm going to sit in my annoyance and get through it? Um, honestly, I think it really depends. And that's something I've been thinking about because of, like, this weird situation. But the idea of kind of standing your ground and being assertive, like, in the general, in the real world, um, has definitely come up a lot more, I think, because of being in college and being in different spaces Mm -hmm. and environments. But to be honest, I can't say that every single time I've like spoken up or really addressed the issue. And I think sometimes, um, even if I felt like I wanted to, it really honestly would have hurt me in the end, which is kind of crazy because 
you would think that you're addressing an issue and that would be kind of a step towards fixing it. But in my experience, sometimes I know that that is unfortunately not the truth. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I I feel the same way. There's definitely a lot of times that I could have done something and didn't because I didn't want to be you know, characterized as like, oh, that person that always thinks something's be happening maliciously. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do I address this in a way that does not seem aggressive? Which is its whole other thing, because it's like, mm-hmm. what? And I, I also know that like, this is not an issue that everyone faces, right? Like, obviously, for some people, it's easier to sort of show other people that you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think part of that is also like dependent on identity. So like an identity that I think I've just been thinking a lot about lately, especially during quarantine is gender. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, if I'm in or if I'm trying to get into like the business field, which is predominantly male, I'm like, okay, how do I like get people to, I guess, take me seriously is always like a doubt that I've had if I know that there's a chance that I'm going to be the only woman at this meeting or in this company. It's like, well, what else do I have to do? Among so many other identities, I'm like, what can I do to not come off aggressive? Yeah. Which I think is just like not the right mindset for me to do work in at all. Um, Cause I feel like I should be focusing on what I'm actually doing. And instead I'm focusing on how I want to be seen. And then mm-hmm. I guilt trip myself a lot for that anyway. Yeah, no, I feel like a lot of what you said, I definitely related to. And I think in spaces where I feel like I need to be more assertive to especially just um, kind of share what I need to say and like share whatever message I'm trying to give. um, I often like my brain is occupied by how am I coming across? Am I standing tall enough? Is, Is my is my voice too loud? Am I speaking clearly enough? Do I sound as you said, too, the word that kind of caught my attention, too, was aggressive, right? Because mm-hmm. we come off, like, women in general mm-hmm. um, have this weird, like, thing where assertiveness and aggressiveness are somehow now synonymous, mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate. Um, and I've definitely seen in my area of, like, science that that can definitely still be prevalent. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been lucky to be in spaces where that's also been very much absent. Um, And you would think that with the absence of that kind of like toxic environment Mm -hmm. that I'd be like, oh yes, like I can just kind of say what I need to say. But a lot of the times, like the things that would already occupy my head are still going through my brain. And and people in that same area have like told me like, nope, you know what you're doing, like, go ahead, like, say it. And it's just been like, still like a fear. And I can see it in myself, which is really unfortunate, because I'm like, no, I know I put in this work. And I'm not afraid also to get criticism. Like that is, I feel like that's also something that get mixed, that gets mixed mm-hmm. up is that if I'm being assertive, I don't want to hear what anybody has to say. And that is not correct at all. I, I want yeah. feedback, but I also want as much equal time to give out what I have to say and present my information. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think part of me has just also internalized it so much. There's this phrase um in Hindi which is like lokyakahenge which is like a, a unfortunately a big part of our culture and it's like what it translates to what will other people think. Mm. And so it's just this like constant of like you need to be managing other people's judgment of you which is so not a role that I accepted when I was 
born into this earth. <laughs> and so it's like, it's, I really can't, like, I really cannot manage everyone's. And then it's like, well, what do I then do in order? Like, I think it's so internalized sometimes to the point where, like, I've had to catch myself being like, oh, like, you know, when it's just like a, a circle of my friends and most of them are females, I'm like, wait, okay, she's also not being aggressive right now. Like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, but I, I think that's interesting too that, like, I can be so open to talking about it and being like, this is wrong, like, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, you know, like you hear it so many times and you've lived it so many times that like now I'm still in the process of unlearning so much of it, Um, especially in business where and I'm sure the STEM fields, too, where like this idea of professionalism Mm -hmm. is like on top of everything. It's like you need to be your most professional self to be taken seriously. And that means so many different things for so many different people. Do you want to do like a quick in order to be taken seriously? I used to blank. Ooh. Like, what are what are the things? Let mm. us bring them out into the open for everyone. Jeez. That's that's some real thinking. Okay. In order to be taken seriously, I, ooh, I used to make sure <laughs> that when I'm talking in a professional setting that I don't show too much emotion mm. in what I'm saying. So I'm making sure I'm constantly monitoring what, what my face is saying and how yeah. my tone is. Because I don't want to be too enthusiastic to be taken as I'm being like silly or funny, but I can't be too serious or else I'm going to be looked at as being aggressive. So you, how about you? Oh, I, so I realized that, or I didn't even, like these things, I don't even know if I realized or if I learned them or like mm. they weren't taught to me, but I picked them up, I guess is the better phrase, um, that I should have like a louder and slightly deeper voice because mm-hmm. that's assertive. Yeah. That is that. And I get conscious of that too. So when I'm giving presentations now, I'm like actively trying to lower my voice, trying to show all the emotion, but I'm like down here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, great. No, that's so, that is literally so true. Cause I, I don't think I have a particularly like high or low voice. I feel like it's pretty midline, Mm -hmm. but I feel like whenever I'm presenting, especially in front of people, I think again, with the age of Zoom and stuff, it's a little bit different, but whenever I have to like stand up in front of a classroom or like a lecture hall and I'm like not mm-hmm. monotone, but as placed and as like perfect as possible, which is ridiculous because yeah. that's not how that works. It's like that you're not even <laughs> focusing on what you're saying. It's just no. how you're saying it, um, which I think is so interesting too, because I feel like that's what I'm constantly looking at in other people when they present. It's like, I'm more focused on how you're saying it than mm-hmm. what you're saying because it's something that I'm conscious about within myself. Yeah. And so then that's what I think other people are paying attention to. Not professional behavior, might I add. <laughs> <laughs> but that's literally so true. I think one of the like things that I've been trying to notice is that whenever I'm doing like any professional presentation or even just talking to people in my field, I always am so aware of what I'm saying in terms of like I don't want to make any mistakes Mm -hmm. I don't want to misspeak even in the slightest that means for me it means like trying not to use any filler words trying Mm -hmm. to make sure that I am thinking before I say everything and where my next thought is going so that I can kind of control the conversations that I I'm within my own realm which is not that's not fair and that's not I feel like what should happen at all because it's like a dialogue should be just that yeah if I already feel like constricted by 
needing to be in this place of like what I know so that I don't come across as unprofessional. That in of itself is kind of crazy because the whole point, especially since we're both in college, is to is to learn. So I can't learn if I'm just constantly in the same area, in the same bubble. I think that's that's a that's a great answer to this prompt too, is like in order to be taken seriously, I thought I used I needed to be perfect. And it's annoying because I'm like, at what point is this like other people's perception of me? Like, at what point does it go outside of just me thinking that I'm not being taken seriously? Mm -hmm. What else you got? I'm trying to think of other things. I think one of the weirdest parts about like assertiveness, um, I guess, is also just making sure that in professional settings that you are addressing the part which I think is so mm. odd um, because as you kind of talked about before, it's like, what is professionalism to different people, to different, like the expectation it's is literally so different. a social construct. <laughs> I mean, and there it is. Cause I think it's so crazy. It's like, if I, if I know what I'm talking about, if I came prepared, if I put forth the effort and I'm here to do whatever I need to do with, with whatever mm -hmm. space that I'm in, if I'm wearing jeans and a sweatshirt in like a fairly casual situation but that is somehow seen as unprofessional by what I'm trying to talk mm -hmm. about how is that discrediting me as a, a person it's so easy for people to pick you apart and be like oh well, she doesn't know what she's talking about mm -hmm. like just by appearance so it's so crazy to me that uh, like professionalism and assertiveness as you said are not only in the professional realm but mm -hmm. in our casual interactions that we see day to day yeah I think for me, professionalism has always been associated with feelings of like inadequacy or like just doubt mm -hmm. of like, am I playing the part enough? Am I like faking it till I'm making it enough? And yeah. so for like attire to be another part of that is just like awful because now I'm fidgeting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that is completely it. For me, it's like the crazy thing of like if there's a hair out of place like I will constantly be checking mm. like before going in to meet like a, an advisor or like a mentor or anything like that like usually my hair is like shaved mostly around my head um so I think sometimes in different spaces that already is seen as a potential like mark off um, so I feel like sometimes I have to like, I felt like I was like overcompensating with like trying mm -hmm. to be as extremely mm -hmm. proper, um, which I don't feel like I'm a very proper person. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, obviously you have to like, there's, there's time and places for everything. But I found when I was in these situations that I would be marking everything like body language, as mm -hmm. we said, tone, all the signature big one is making sure, um, my face was like, I was like either smiling slightly Mm -hmm. um, I didn't look bored because I naturally have a very uh, mean face, as I've been told, um, which I think is kind of funny. By who? <laughs> <laughs> By my Zoom camera. Um, <laughs> but it's that looking engaged, looking like, yes, I'm paying attention, mm. which is like a part of it. Yes. But like, should I be kind of docked for like just listening and resting my face? Like, is that something I should be conscious about? I don't know. If that's... If you're comfortable, you're not professional. <laughs> that should be the new slogan. It's just like, <laughs> oh, you feel good and you're comfortable? Nope. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like all the aspects and it's like, oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Environment? Nope. 
But it's like, is is this just me? Like, is this just a subsect of people or is it just everyone is uncomfortable <laughs> with this idea of professionalism that we have created? Yeah. Like, what does is that even Does it just grow mean? on you? Like, are we just not old enough? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe so. Like, I don't know, man. But if someone has that, that key, that secret of the universe in that realm, yeah. let us know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that is also an interesting point of like, is it just... Like, obviously, it's not just us as individuals but it's like as you said before of like identity it's like does this affect everyone because I genuinely don't know like I, I can only know. speak for myself and who I've talked to and I am uncomfy <laughs> and I'm not comfortable I statement <laughs> I feel that <laughs> I am uncomfortable <laughs> oh. but also speaking of I statements one that I thought of was to not use I statements because I learned that, or through modeling, I guess, through modeling professors and other students in my class that seemed really confident with what they were doing in the professional world, um, if you didn't use I statements, you would be making more generalizations, which makes you sound like you know everything in the world. Wow. So it was like, it would be like, I, that idea of like, I think this, it's like, mm-hmm. you, like, no one wants to hear about your personal opinion, like, just what are the facts? And there are no I statements and facts. I feel like that's how I was kind of socialized. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. I just, I don't think I've ever I think like that, consciously yeah, I think, thought of it. I think that goes like hand in hand with the thing you said, like the first thing you said of like not getting emotional. Because mm-hmm. I think I statements always have, not always, but they tend to have some sort of emotion because it's personal. Yeah, that's... Mm. I don't know, but I mean, it totally makes sense. And I can definitely see where people would pull that from. I'm trying to think of like, in my own experience as like an audience member, or like just Mm. somebody listening, like, have I kind of put that bias in place of being like, hmm, well, is this just an individual? Mm. Or is this a bigger picture? Like, I think it's always funny when I feel like I've heard the phrase a lot recently of like, your dream job, or like, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? And it's like, the whole thing of like, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I feel like that. Yeah, maybe we're just chasing something that's not there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like that's an interesting thing. Because it's like, even if you're doing something that you love, like these obstacles that we're talking about is are still present. Like you could love what you're talking about, love what you're doing. But if you can't convey that message effectively to people, and people aren't receptive, Mm -hmm. then that in of itself can be crushing you want to learn to be able to like learn more and spread that information and contribute something and if you're not able to do that like that and like how, how does that even work if you have all these barriers it's just even after doing everything it's like without communication it's done and mm. that's receptiveness on both sides I think but yeah I don't know And then it's like, I don't know, like, I would love to break some of these things. Like, I would love to not feel pressure to wear heels to anything in my life ever, period. Like, Mm -hmm. no. And I'm also really short. Um, So they do me some good, but I'd still hate (laughs) wearing them. Um, And it's like, what, like, am I really in the, do I have the agency to actually break this thing? Mm -hmm. Um, This, this norm, this stereotype, um, like, you know, again, like, if I don't do this thing, are people going to take me seriously? Because it's it, it's a thing that I've grown up thinking was a social norm. You, you know, when I get to the point, you know, doing some sort of recruiting or something, it's like, I would love to stop some of these things with me or, like, you know, check myself. But mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know what the vibe will be. Better. No, yeah. That totally makes sense. It's really hard. Like, I think using the word agency was, like, spot on because it's, like, especially now with the positions that we're in now, it's, like, okay, yes, I can, like, I can address this right now. I can I can kind of make a point of addressing something that I think is wrong. But I, we're also faced with the very real reality of it of being, like, that could jeopardize the situations or the mm-hmm. opportunities that we're given. And that is just telling of, like, how corrupt the situation mm. is to begin with. But making those judgment calls is definitely not always easy. And I think it's hard not to feel guilty sometimes of like, it's like uh, what well, will yes. happen if I stop smiling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, what happens if I just relaxed into what I wanted to do mm. and kind of gave whatever speech I wanted to and like, let's just see, but that could be an opportunity missed that could have mm. led to maybe something else. And I don't think there's a right or wrong um, or there's mm-hmm. never a clear answer with any of those, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask if you had any advice, but then I realized advice is not the right word because this whole time we've been talking about how it's such an individual process to try <laughs> to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Like being assertive is not a verb. I think it's a feeling. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. But, but a lot of people are going to come after us because I think feelings can still be verbs. But anyway... Right? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't think... Okay, I don't think you can be assertive. It's more like, I feel assertive. Yeah, no, I can... Or it's like, other people think I'm assertive, but there's obviously no, like, objective sense of, like, this is assertive. Yeah. Especially if there's, like, a gender, you know, double standard among so many double standards. (laughs) Yes. Is there any, like, suggestion? Like, I guess not suggestions, but it's like... Well, just, like, what works for you? Like, what do you do that makes you feel assertive Hmm. aside from what you feel pressure to do because I think that results in a different kind of feeling assertive it's like okay I'm just doing this for other people but Hmm. what makes you feel confident Hmm. I'm trying to like think about this because one thing I think it's it's funny because it kind of is tied into like that pressure of it but Hmm. I really like being able to like effectively get people engaged in what I'm saying. For me, I, I'm trying to recognize that it is all in the theatrics. It is a performative effort. So like, why not give the best show that I can? Like, it's not real. As you said, like it's nothing, professionalism, professionalism is not Great. real. So it's like, how can I almost like have the most fun with it? Like what character mm. can I be to be effective in this situation? Because I think it kind of takes away some of that, like I need to change myself to do this. It's like, well, if I need to be assertive, I'm just going to be super confident and we're just going to do it and it's going to be fine. But like, it just becomes yeah. more of like a show and it becomes more of just like, let's just see what happens. So I guess, as you kind of said, fake it, fake it till you make it, yeah. entertain yourself, <laughs> have a good time. Take- I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I kind of do that too. And it's sort of like this character thing, but I'm also just curious, do you ever feel like you're almost disassociating or is it just, or do you just think, <laughs> like, I don't, is it like I'm playing a character or if it, is it like for yourself? Like, I'm going to try to be the more, most assertive version of myself that I can Yeah, think of. yeah, no, for sure. I think it's definitely like, it's, it's like, I'm going like, to be Becky from my bio class. <laughs> yeah, no, let me just <laughs> channel. she knows what's going on. Yeah, no, I think for me, it's almost like I take like an aspect of like myself or my personality and I just try to mm. blow it up. Like that is who I'm going to be today is just like, 
this like hyper confident, like super assertive person. But like, I feel like at some points, like, yes, I do feel like solid in what I am saying and I'm doing at some points. Um, so like, I already, I know what that feels like. Like I've mm. had past experiences that tell me like, this is what it feels like for me to be assertive. So I try to like call on that um, and try to like Method love that acting. Up. Yeah, literally. But like, <laughs> as I was going to say, like, the thing is, is like when I do like a speech or like a presentation, like I, I black out. I, you can, mm. I don't know what I just said. Like, mm -hmm. so it is a little bit of both of like, yeah. A character of myself, but also like no idea what's going on. <laughs> so I'm hearing some some level of dissociating is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever can get Sometimes you through you it. Just gotta get it through. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? How do you feel about that? I like you said that, and something clicked for me. Like I think I also do that a lot. Where I yeah, it's like reflecting on on the parts of myself that I want to bring out. I don't know. I just, I totally feel that. I get that a lot. And I think there's, there's definitely like music I listen to that hypes me up. But I think the, the biggest thing that I, I noticed in myself that I do that gets me really stressed out is when I am constantly focusing on myself. And I'm like, what are they going to think of this? Like, how am I going to do this? What, like, do I look all right? Like, what am mm -hmm. I doing? There's so much of like, I, like, there's too many I statements going on in my head. <laughs> um, and I think something that always helps me, especially if I'm going into something, then like you know before I black out and do whatever I need to do um is that I just try to get the focus outside of myself as much as possible so either it, you know I I went to this interview for one of my clubs and right before it I realized like okay well yes I'm there to make the best impression of myself but I also really want to just connect with the person no matter how stressed out I feel like that's my end goal is just I want to learn more about what's going on and yeah. so that and that's true. I'd never really done that sort of practice beforehand, but I think that really helped me because then I walked in and was like, okay, now the emphasis on is on how can I establish this connection, which which puts it on like it, it takes some responsibility off me because I'm like I'm not responsible for whichever way this interaction goes. Therefore, yeah. however it goes, I will be satisfied. Hmm. Um, and I think that was really helpful of just focusing on connection as much as I can because that's the most, I guess, just symbiotic thing I could think of yeah um, no that's awesome I don't I don't think I ever thought about that but yeah it's it kind of I can see where it could kind of like take some of the stress off of like you're doing the best you can and like how that's interpreted is not under your control like yeah. that is it and I think if I could learn that and unlearn a lot of other things then maybe I wouldn't be as caught up as in like you know what would other people think yeah and I could tell you make one it. thing that I was yeah, literally, fake it till you make it. And just like a short blurb for everybody out there who is a little bit shorter, this is just for you because I, me and Virju are definitely some short gals. And the thing is, when you are short presenting, queens. when you are feeling assertive, you got to feel like you are the tallest and like oh, yeah. strongest person in that room. So you are, you are tall on the inside. You are... <laughs> doing great <laughs> but honestly yeah. okay so here's the thing that I need to ask you now do you have any like actions that you do or like things that you think about of ways to like practice your assertiveness that are like not in like these like super like high pressure areas <laughs> of life yeah that's what we're telling people to do just sign up for a bunch of interviews <laughs> just the only <laughs> way to practice <laughs> Is if something is on the line. If you are going to lose like, something. 
You want to talk to your friend? No, mock no. interview only. <laughs> your friendship is on the line. If the interview doesn't go well, that's it. You're going down a tier. <laughs> Knocked down. Um, so really funny that you brought that up because for the longest time until I got, you know, until I faked till you made it so hard that now I'm just making it. I'm just out here making it. Hell yeah. Um, I would practice every social interaction that I thought I was going to have in front of the mirror every morning. <laughs> I would wake, especially during high school, because I know who's going to be in each of my classes, who's mm-hmm. going to say what, how I'm going to say hi. Like, mm-hmm. I will have practiced everything in the mirror. And I don't think a lot of people know that, but I'd literally be like, oh, I'm good. Like, how are you? Like, oh, like, you know, how's my day? Thanks for asking. Like, mm-hmm. here's how my day is. Um, especially before parties, I'd be like, okay, what are the main things that these people are going to bring up? Probably mm-hmm. friends from high school, especially like now as our friend groups are getting together. I'm like, okay, what are my main top? I don't, I don't know if this is healthy. I'm not sure, but it works for me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, college friends, like fun stories, mm-hmm. internship, like summer, like <laughs> this podcast. I'm like, great. Yeah. Those are my five things. So I know that I look confident and I'm smiling all the reports, practicing all my punchlines. Um, I don't recommend it, but maybe a little bit. Little maybe bit. in small quantities. I don't no, know. That's I mean, the first thing I thought of. What about yeah, you? Yeah, that's valid. Um, I'm trying to, like, think about it. Okay, like, this is a very strange example, but um, when I was, like, on campus for college, one of the, like, my pet peeves was going into the pasta line where like we don't serve ourselves at like this specific dining hall and like I would get the pasta and they would never give me enough like I this would be like the first meal of the day and it'd be like two o'clock like I I was a hungry gal I always I could never like ask for more because I always felt guilty even though it's like I'm paying for this like this is why I'm here this is this is fine so it's that irrational thought of like again how will I be perceived by this man serving me pasta so I made it like one day (laughs) I made it my goal to like ask for more pasta which is so stupid but um the funniest thing because like usually they give you like a scoop of pasta and a Mm. scoop of sauce so like the person gave me a scoop of pasta and I was like actually can I get another scoop and the guy was like yeah he's like no one asked but it's never (laughs) enough pasta like you can do that and I was just like I can do that they know they're duping all of their students like he knew that like he he was just like yeah like this is not enough but like no one ever asked and I was like Maybe that's something I need to be thinking about. It's like, no one ever asks. Maybe maybe you just got to ask. And then I was like, he was like, do you want one or two scoops of sauce? I was like, we're on a roll, my guy. Do two. <laughs> and then literally, like, I had this camaraderie with this pasta man. Such a strange story. But it kind of goes to show it's like, you just got to ask. You got to, like, assert yeah. yourself to ask the question because you never know. Like, something so stupid. But, I mean, it worked out. So thank that's you, a- pasta man. That's a very inspiring story. I mean... I'm sure we've touched millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that, too, because it's like once one assertive thing has happened in my day, suddenly it's like on a roll and I'm doing more and more stuff until I sort of get caught or until I'm like checked <laughs> or until someone's like, Roger, you're being a lot right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so that's, that's, that's my new boundary. I've pushed it. <laughs> I mean, hey, you gotta test it sometimes. Also, I think like... If it's in terms of 
again, like a presentation or something like in that realm, like practice with your friends, like do it in front like because you know you can rope them in you can you can make them sit through a presentation hopefully you'll be more comfortable around them but if you're if you kind of feel like um when you're being assertive you're kind of being this other person your friends are going to be more likely to be able to be like hey here's some pointers like here's how you can maybe do this a little bit differently or normally Mm. you're like this and maybe that'll be helpful here versus like this random group of people presumably so practice like with your public friends. speaking professor. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. I'm kind of also, I, I'm thinking of it as, so I don't know how many people will understand this, but Tan France, right? Yes. So he has these videos where he like dresses comedians. I think it's called like dressing funny or something. Okay. Um, and there's so many comments at the bottom that are like, like, you can't just give celebrities random clothes to wear. Like, they also have to look good. And so it made me think of... And obviously, he's just really good at what they do, what he yeah. does, and they're trolling. But it's kind of like trying on different types of your personality, but it should still feel on brand. Like, it mm-hmm. should still feel true to you, but it's like you're pushing it a little. Yeah. No, that's, that is a, honestly, that's a great way to put it. I watched a lot of his videos today. It's <laughs> front of mind always. <laughs> no, but that's great. And I think one thing of that too is like getting comfortable with like kind of almost like emphasizing different parts of your personality. Like hmm. recognizing that I think a lot of the time with specifically like women, because I, I don't, I can't speak on behalf of men or non-binary people, but um, I think a lot of times some like women will be seen as two-faced if they emphasize different parts of their personality or if they change from setting to setting, which is not the case. Like you are adjusting as you need to, Mm -hmm. and that is fine. And that is rightful. I don't know. I feel like that can be something that's brought up a lot of like, oh, that's, that's not who you actually are. And you're just doing this for that. It's like, no, you are fine. (laughs) This is also you. It's just a different Mm -hmm. side of you. It's a different part of you. And that is completely okay. But yeah, getting comfortable. I don't even know who I am. Like, who am I? Face, like, I don't I have no idea how many faces I have. <laughs> that's it, though. Just just know that you're doing you and that's going to be fine. Again, fake it till you make it. That's really go. it. <laughs> the moral of this. In moderation. Yes. <laughs> but experimenting more than anything. Yeah. Um, are there areas where you think you're still working on your assertiveness or say micro assertiveness in the case of pasta and things. (laughs) Um, Like what just gets you really anxious? Oh God. Um, Oh, okay. This is a micro assertiveness kind of thing, but um, making like phone calls to like (laughs) any office, like Mm. a doctor's office. And it's like, this is, who cares? This doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't um, even know what you look like. Exactly. There, there you go. They couldn't catch you on the street. They're gonna, <laughs> that's they're gonna the one. <laughs> be like, I've heard her voice before. Be She's like, oh, the no. one that's a child. It's be like, you, you don't know. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. It's crazy. Um, what about you? Is there like a, a thing that you're like? Oh, okay. Uh, two things. The one we covered, it just how to walk past people. I think we've spent enough time. <laughs> <Yeah. on that. laughs> Still makes me very anxious. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, and then just laughs. That's a whole spectrum that I yeah. am still discovering. Like 
what should my laugh be? What is my mm. laugh conveying to other people? Like, mm-hmm. do I sound too fake? You know, <laughs> especially on a freaking podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yes. No, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's my, my interview laugh or like my networking laugh is like, <laughs> but then I'm with my friends and I'm like, ah, <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think about that. Oh, yeah. I think my laugh is like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm in an interview and then one of my friends is like ah I'm just screaming like it is ugly but I the idea of like, like yeah s- like snorting during an interview is like ugh no she needs no. to absolutely not no. with friends hilarious adds flavor I'm just saying oh my my biggest pet peeve okay yeah uh, not the biggest <laughs> I'm overreacting <laughs> but I absolutely hate when people don't laugh at something funny and instead they go, oh, that's funny. Like, they just say out loud. So the Kardashians do it. But, like, <laughs> the, like something funny will happen. They'll be like, oh, that's that's funny. I mean, like, then you should have laughed. Like, why yeah. are you? What is it. that? I what is it. that? Imagine you go to, like, a comedy show. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I really like that one. Good Not stuff. Even, that's so sarcastic. That's oh, good stuff. <laughs> like, haha. I think it'd be a fun game if if we like gave people like a laugh and they, that had to be their laugh for the whole day. Ooh, I would be down for that challenge. Yeah. Like, now you will be like a. Uh-huh. <laughs> imagine, imagine like both either one of us at this point like having to be like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like an entire day just oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> that is so un. It's just uncomfortable. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. On that note, I guess as a um, final, fake it till you make it in moderation. You know, mm-hmm. you are not fake. You are full of potential and different styles and personalities and that is fine we just want you to make make it just do it just make it do the damn thing professionalism doesn't exist it's good (laughs) so much of it is just a fear of judgment Mm -hmm. and like this definitely goes back to identity stuff again god part of it is just over time but dropping that is so freeing to just walk into a room and not care if i'm wearing two different socks I think Ooh. that's that's what I've learned for me is the key, just completely embracing myself however I am in that in that time in that setting. Just yeah. being like this is this is who I'm gonna be right now. Like y'all yeah. are gonna have it. That's that's so, it. Hell yeah. I'm, I wanted to see okay. like gotta find our most confident friend, most assertive friend. <laughs> Yeah, just whoever whoever you look up to in your friend circle, if you think they're the most assertive, take them, harness them. <laughs> Feed off their energy. Yeah, you all know Kirby. Yeah, I was like... It's like Kirby, just, yes. just chomp and down. Yeah. yeah. And look, you know, just do your But be thing. yourself, but be authentic, but be other people. Take, take what you like in others and 
bring it into yourself. That's what Kirby does. Kirby don't change. Adapted. Still a little yeah, yeah. pink blob, but now he's a pink blob with a crown. Cute, fantastic, amazing. <laughs> Do the same. <laughs> they take they take one power from other people, but you still got so many of your own. You got so many. Eating people? No one else can do that. That's your that's your own thing. It's you, you that. baby. That is you. <laughs> so I think the another general consensus of this has been that you can't really be assertive. Like that you can't like, you know, it's a personal thing for you. It's a feeling, if yes. you will. So feelings are something that we want to explore on this on this little podcast for a little bit. And so each week we're gonna pick a new feeling and, and experience it with you, hopefully. Uh oh, Sophia, you got the wheel. Do you want to pick one for today? I got the wheel. I got the wheel. She is pulled up. And we have hesitant today. Oh, good. That's actually pretty fitting. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty great for today's topic. So what are instances where you'd say you feel hesitant? Like, how do you know you're hesitant? Oh, I feel like whenever I'm hesitant, I can, like, feel my, like, feel myself Feel, how do you say this? I can feel myself. You can feel yourself? No. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Sorry, I thought you were hesitating and I wanted to break it. I will walk off this podcast right now. I'll do it. I can feel myself holding myself back, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So... Sometimes um, the devil caught your ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I can like sometimes physically feel like restrained. Like I feel extra anxious. I feel like I'm not saying what I want to say. I'm not expressing as much as I want to. And it just it kind of just builds. Um, But I link very much like feeling hesitant and feeling like anxious um, Mm -hmm. and just in general, I guess, just like holding back um, Mm. like from whatever, like full throttle capacity. I feel like I could be like kind of giving at that time. Mm. Yeah, I think the the one event that I'm thinking of is like when I'm in a multi hundred in the hundreds person classroom and I know the answer to a question but I just will not raise my hand mm-hmm. and it's just something in me is telling me that I should be hesitant and that I don't know enough and that maybe it's the wrong answer. Um, and then someone says an answer that's like way dumber than mine. And I'm like, I should have just, I should have just done it. It's crazy to me. I think how like sometimes you can like, yes, it's a feeling, but it, the way that it almost like physically manifests again, using that word, but like, you can feel like you're you're t- you're more tense. Like I think that also goes with it. Like I can totally relate to that example because immediately I feel like I'm all tensed up, especially when the professor like sits and no one is saying anything, and then I'm like, mm. okay, I should really be doing this, but I can't say it, but I should be doing it, and then mm. it just builds. So I'm noticing that feelings of hesitancy and guilt are kind of going mm. hand in hand. Um, I feel that too. I think I think some of it is good. Right? Because then it's like, I know that there is something at stake. Like, it it obviously means something to me if I'm hesitant to make a decision about something. Yeah. So that can be nice. I came across this TED Talk of this dude named Jia, I think. And he did this thing, or maybe still does, but he made this thing called the 100-Day Rejection Challenge, which Mm -hmm. is just to help people 
uh, like overcome fear of judgment. And I was just doing like random things outside, like asking a stranger for a hundred dollars or just things yeah. where, you know, where you knew the answer was going to be no. Yeah. Um, and if they by chance said yes, you were supposed to, he was encouraging people to like keep it going until they said no, like you're looking for no's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did a couple of those and I feel like that really played into my hesitancy. I, I, like, I think I was confronting the fact that there is nothing at stake. Yeah. Like, why am I hesitant if literally nothing is on the line? So mm. I did ask a stranger for a hundred dollars in the middle of like a target or something. <laughs> and she was like, uh, no. And she walked away and I almost cried. And I was like, this doesn't even make sense. I was like, my yeah. emotions don't make any sense right now. No. Yeah. That's like that. It just it's funny because like the idea of that just listening to it I was like oh my god like yeah. I don't know if I could do that but it's like what why who cares yeah. <laughs> like, and why so does it matter I think he felt the same way and so he wanted to create some sort of community around it that like he felt was keeping him accountable so he made a YouTube channel and like posted him doing each of these things mm. and it's great yeah huh. check him out good nice. stuff I think the funny thing is it's like when I'm feeling hesitant in that sense of or like anxious in that realm I rely so heavily on music to like pump me up like to like cut that because I think it's like once I kind of get out of my head a little bit it's a little bit easier to like keep pushing um but I definitely rely on music for that and just being like feeling that vibe feeling that energy kind of taking away Mm -hmm. that constraint yeah, what what kind of what's your hype music, Sophia? Oh gosh. So <laughs> for some reason my go-to as of current as of late, I guess, um has been Icon by Jaden Smith. <laughs> but that song, I just whenever I'm feeling like hesitant or anxious, I feel like with that song it's like I know the words, it has like a really hype beat, the energy is really there and like the confidence is already coming through the song. Like the whole thing is just about you, you see yourself as an icon, as an amazing person, as somebody that deserves to be there. So I'm like, hey, if he's telling me that, then I better believe it than I if I'm like feeling that energy. So to maybe break away from being hesitant, icon, Jane Smith. I love that. That's a good time. You introduced me to that song and it's very <laughs> much a hype song. Yeah. Um, one that I listened to... <laughs> I don't know why it's embarrassing, but I, I hear it like every personal development thing I've been to, it's Club Can't Handle Me by Flo Rida. <laughs> Hell yeah. So now I, I, it's more that I have all these like amazing memories of me leaving my comfort zone associated with it. And that mm-hmm. just gets me really hyped up. So I'm like, okay, if I did that, I can do this, whatever mm-hmm. this is. Um, but that, that song really gets me going. Also, it's like every sweet 16 from our time. So. <laughs> <laughs> always a good time (laughs) I mean yeah (laughs) yeah I'm trying to think of like any other songs oh for some reason I was listening to some Kendrick Kendrick Lamar and let me tell you I got to humble and that hit Mm -hmm. so different just like you know it's it's almost that like chanting it had some powerful vibes as the kids would say (laughs) what do the kids say powerful vibes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no kids I've ever encountered have said that. You're just not, you're not I'm listening just... to the kids. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much Bye. for listening.
Be sure to follow us and check out our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any suggestions for what else you want to hear on the pod, please email us at thecrammingeffect at gmail.com. Hashtag powerful vibes. Hashtag get in the group. Uh, Hashtag confidence, no cap. Okay, this this episode's done, I think. (laughs)